I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. You know, um, oh, I'm bouncing like Captain does here. You know, a while back, we did an episode titled The Real Brian is Not a Nerd, and most of you laughed very hysterically at it hurt my feelings um i cried actually at your laughter but today we're exploring how big of a nerd brian really is talking about myself in the third person brian thinks this today and because it's friday we you know we do have a lot of other things to nerd out on stuff like the new lightsaber plug and blade that saber trio just sent me i haven't even opened it yet i'm so excited orville season three star trek strange new worlds captain's new tricycle i'm sorry i mean bicycle neckbeards and more and cut a sniffle. Are you expected? Do not take that tone with me, my good man. Now battle off and tell Baron Brunwell that Lord Clarence MacDonald and his lovely assistant are here to view the tapestries. Tapestries? Dear me, the man is dense. This is a castle, isn't it? There are tapestries. This is a castle. And we have many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey Mouse. How dare he? Let's rock it. Oh, right in the smacker. Oh, uh. you you are such a complete nerd, Brian. Do you actually? I don't know a bigger nerd than you, honestly. (laughs) Like dork is more like. How I would describe you? Then I mean, you're kind of a dork, but and that's no, a good thing. I'm no, not. No, no, that's nerd. not derogatory at all. Nerd. Somebody. Okay, well. okay. So you know, we did a, a big thing a while ago about geek and nerd. Yeah. And well, talking well, about what's the difference times, between a nerd and a yeah. geek, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of different theories out there that you know, nerd is more like a, a book smart, sits in the library, you know, knows math, whatever, right? And and they're yeah. they're more like a, a scholastic nerd, right? That's that's the word I'm looking for. Or or yeah. they'll they like Star Trek, and I'm like, well, yeah, I like Star Trek, so that doesn't work. Yeah. But and then geek is more going to be like pop culture, superheroes, that kind of thing. And I thought, well, I don't like the term geek, so I think See, like eh, nerd just sounds better and it's fun. So I'm a nerd, yeah. But I well, said I wasn't, and people didn't believe me. I get you know, and dork is more like somebody who I don't know wears a wears a bicycle helmet. Yeah, like kind of the public. social awkward yeah. person, you know, socially yeah. inept. Right, right. Yeah. 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 We, we I feel celebrate bad for them. the socially I mean, inept, I feel by bad the way. For them, yeah. yeah, those yeah. people. Um, I don't really understand, but hey, so we are going to talk about the whole nerddom today. And I, I'm kind of curious to know how much of a nerd you think I am. And do I deserve to be crowned the title, the nerd of all nerds? That's Or the dork of all dorks. I don't, I'm not going to go with dork, though. I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Uh, oh, by the way, really quick, before I forget, I'm. this smells like Himalayan. I got my little Pilates. Uh, Himalayan? Himalayan, yes, the Himalayan, uh, Himalayan food, you know, in a cup. Oh my gosh, I'm doing that pu'er kier chai again because my gosh, it just it, it it's so good. Is, I, gosh, I, anytime a, you say chai, my mouth waters. Honestly. Yeah, it's succulent. Yeah. I just, <laughs> that's, that's a Seriously. fun word, succulent. Um, it is. Welcome, welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us. 
There is not a better way to spend your Friday or any day, I guess, depending on when you're watching or listening to this, than right here at this show. And if you think there's a better way, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, you're wrong. That's right. All right. No, that's okay. We're all wrong sometimes. So exactly. It's not, nothing against you. It's, yeah. Yeah. I was, well, I thought I was wrong once, Captain, but I was mistaken. My hair, I don't know what's going on. I came here. I put on my headphones. I looked at myself. You know, I'm looking at myself right now on the screen and I'm like, something happened. Yeah. Um, your I, hair looks great. What are you talking about? I, I, I don't know, but it, it's just, it's the weirdest thing. But then your hair is looking kind of plasticky and I, I'm trying to understand like, who's your stylist, man? Because... Oh, it's, it's a lot of gel. That's the okay. key. Remember back in the eighties when you always put gel in your hair all the time, back yeah, 80, yeah, maybe yeah. even in the like hairspray, you remember like, um, what was that stuff? Aquanet or something like that, you know, yeah. made a great flamethrower yeah. by the way. They don't make that it stuff did. anymore. Yeah. You could cheap, still match. It was a cheap flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very dangerous. They don't do that anymore. So you can't get that. No. But, but how when did I was you in get middle school and look? high school? I don't know. Cause when I was in middle school and high school, I used a lot of gel in my hair. I didn't have, yeah. it wasn't like fifties, like where they had the grease. That was like brill cream, dude. Yeah. It was just that whatever, whatever position I put my hair in gel locked it in and it was, it was tight. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember in the 1890s? I mean, the no, stuff I we don't. put in our hair back then was, was wow. I mean, the 1890s, <laughs> man, that was a really fun time. Anyway, I, I I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I digress. I did get a bike. Oh, hey, a bike. All right. So wait, wait, hold on. Is it, you said to me that, what did you say? Like the only way that I'm getting an e-bike is when I'm old and like can't move or something like that. Or I've given up on life. That's what it was. I'm old and I've given up on life. Did so I did you, say did, that? Cause that you sounds did. You were, really derisive. It was harsh, I, man. It was, it was yeah, mean. Yeah. Cause you have an e-bike and um, I knew that and I wouldn't yeah, say that. And I was, you. I felt insulted. I keep getting insulted uh, by people, man. I mean, all these people. I would have. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been insulted too. Yeah, no, I got really, a actually regular, I got a regular uh, able-bodied person's bicycle uh, <laughs> this last weekend. And, um, thanks. And, and I try, I was at the, I was at this bike shop for like two hours. Uh, and by the way, bike shop, the bike shop was busy. I mean, it's still uh, 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 quote unquote after COVID. Yeah. It's still as rocking as it would have been, you know, during and I get well, well, that's I guess, good. Were they even rocking during? I don't know. But anyway, they were really busy. But this guy, this 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 uh, guy took like he he spent a couple hours with me trying to pick a bike out and and I and I test I test rode several uh, and I landed on one that's very similar to the one that I that I had from you know 1988 the Diamondback oh, mountain yeah. bike I had three hundred dollar Diamondback mountain bike I had from 1988. Yes, uh, got me through high school, got me through college. It's just been collecting dust in the in the garage for a while because it, it you know tires are all screwed up and the gears need work and it just needed a lot of work so I figured it was about time to get a new bicycle and uh, you know because there's some good trails here near my house that I'm just itching to get to I got I got myself a Camelback oh yeah um, I got a helmet yeah um, oh I'll have to see the helmet later yeah I'll out. show you the helmet sometime yeah okay and then uh and uh, I got a lock for it and. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking Dude. forward to this coming weekend. If it's not raining, spandex, last bike shorts. No, I'm not going there yet. Not it's going there yet. The little padded butt, you know. Yeah, the, the, supposed I to save you from yet. having, it's you know, fun. sore butt. I mean, I don't know what they well, call and, that. And I probably should get something sore like that. We'll or something. We'll see. Yeah, sore buttitis is what <laughs> I'm worried about. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a nice. It's a Trek frame with a Shimano gear Very thingy nice. and. Very nice. And uh, 
it's a nice bike. It's an aluminum frame. It's it's very lightweight. It's the most lightweight bike I've ever owned. That's cool. Um, it's huge. Yeah, because I'm big. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it was it was a fun experience, and I'm glad. And it, and it will, Brian, almost certainly be the last bike I ever own the rest of my life. I hope so. so you know, yeah. I I I hope that. Well, but it's so funny because you know I got my e bike last year. Then, you know, Lord Thunder jumps in and he gets his e bike, which was awesome. Uh, no, I, well, let me let me rephrase that. He got a mountain bike first, and then was kicking some butt out there and having some fun. And he got out he because he does these hills in, in California yeah. and stuff like that. He's so a he serious doing bike. Some, He's a serious bicycle cyclist. Yeah, yeah, it was really really fun. And then uh, and then he ended up getting a a low what do you call it low power e bike or something like that. So it's only I think two hundred and forty watts or something of motor power. So it's not okay. designed to propel you and just kind of, you know, go along for the not ride. It's a throttle it's, e-bike. It's an assist no, e-bike. And even then, it's it's not intended to give you that much assistance. Like, it, it's still okay. intended for you to really work hard, but it's just, it gets you over the 700-foot incline kind of thing. See, and I was kind of thinking that a low, uh, a high, is it high or low gear? Is it low gear, is that where you you're spin your spin your pedals really fast? and Oh, that would be, uh, that's a Less low gear. resistance? Low gear, yep. I, thought, I always thought that was for big hills. It is, but you know, keep in mind when you're going up a, a a big big hill like that, that's pretty intense, man. Yeah, I guess it's, it's fun. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, <laughs> one of these days you'll join the able-bodied uh, geniuses and get an e-bike. But but no, I'm you know I'm I'm totally kidding. I'm totally I kidding. So. I like your bike, and I think that's really really cool. And a Trek is a good bike, and one of our our yeah. friends works for Trek, and you know he says good things about him. So the other good. interesting thing about the the shop I was at. Um, they have two shops. It's called Bike World, and they have two shops in Des Moines. And one of them, I, I went to the smaller one because it's near my house. The other one is a much larger shop, and they have a warehouse there. Bike University. He said the one that I went to is full of bikes. They have, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just two floors of bikes. And he told me that they have like 20-some thousand units on back order. Oh, my gosh. Because people want this bike in this size, but they don't, they have that bike, but they don't have it in that size or that color. And so people are waiting months to get something they don't have in stock because of supply chain, you know? Yeah. So I just couldn't believe they have all this stock, but they still had thousands and thousands of units on back order. That was interesting. That's what I ran into when I was looking for a bike too, because I would, I would go in and ask for bikes and you'd see at least hundreds of bikes, you know, all over the place. And these were smaller Mm -hmm. shops. And I would say, you know, what do you have for someone six foot four? And they kind of looked at me and they're like, we have one bike, literally. And and it was not at all what I was looking for. It was a, a uh-huh. I think that one was actually one of those racing road bikes. So not at all. I mean, really, you know, you're hunched over. It's like the one where you're almost, almost like. That's the first bike I down. tried, by the way, one of those. So yeah, yeah. there, it, it takes a, it takes getting used to, to be honest. And that's not what I was looking yeah. for. I was looking for more of a, you know, sitting straight, good posture kind of bike. Even mountain bikes, they didn't have anything. Even e-bikes, they didn't have anything. It was all, I think, medium and smalls for the most part. And they had a couple larges and that was it. And, you know, I guess I'm I'm in the extra large category at six foot four. So they don't always have the exact frame size that for everybody who comes in in the model and, and price point that they want, et cetera. So or the color. But, I mean, I was going for yeah. a pink bike and they just didn't have any. Yeah. You I would. was really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Hot pink. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh. Definitely. Oh yeah, you got that whole late mid, you know, mid late eighties vibe going. So. Totally, man. Yeah, in fact, yeah, I'm going to go hot for hot pink with blue letters, right? Yeah. 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 I, Give I, me I, a I good idea. Right. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Well, congratulations on the new bike and helmet and the lock and all that good stuff. And when you have a chance and you'd like to, please show us your helmet. That would be awesome. But in the uh, meantime, yeah, thank you. Maybe I'll show it off someday. Yeah. yeah well, 
here's here's the challenge in a fun way. Bike as much as you can and enjoy it. Do for fun, you know, and get as many miles in and, and see what happens and see how your body starts to respond. And yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, Lord Thunder and I share the on the Apple Watch. I guess you can do this on your phone, too, but the, the health exercise yep, app, too. you know. So we share each other's stuff that way. It's just, I mean, it's more for like, we can, I, I did a bike ride yesterday and he wrote back and he was like, well, that was cute. <laughs> a little <laughs> rabbit emoji. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, that was awesome. So that's good motivation to be like, all right, who's going to become the greatest bicyclist of all time? Definitely not between me. Between you two. Yes. Yeah. Well, between oh, the three great. of us now. Oh, the three yeah, of us. yeah, okay. yeah. You can join in on our ra- little, uh, wrangle me in on our, this our, thing. our okay. bike duel. Uh, speaking of duels, um, we're going to be doing a duel here coming up and I, I want to talk about this, but first of all, I want to do a big shout out. So over the weekend, this last weekend and all that, we, man, we were, uh, we just had the best time, the best freaking time ever with, um, my cousins who came through and, uh, by the way, Paul, Stephanie, Clara, Emmy, James Owen. Hello. Shouting out to all of you guys. It was really, really cool. We hadn't seen them in years, Captain. And, um, you know, we've, we've been in touch throughout the years, you know, and it's like, sometimes, you know, you hadn't, but we hadn't seen them in a while, but it's interesting how you hadn't missed a beat. And I've told you Captain that, um, I've done some gaming with Paul, uh, you know, and, and the kids and the, I'm telling you, these guys are amazing. They're, they're some of the best gamers. I want to join you guys in some battlefront one of these days. Oh yeah. Battlefront 2. Sorry. If we can get Sea of Thieves working on your computer, you could Again, do that too. Yeah, it doesn't work on my machine anymore. Yeah. That's a whole other story. I know. We'll have to get that going. But I know. And it is it is a blast. It's fun. Um, and, you know, Owen, four years old, man, I'll tell you what, he can he can take out stormtroopers. But it's it's fun. <laughs> so when they were here, though, in person, it's like, you know, you, you get a chance to kind of do this. But we just had, like, the best time. I mean, so many conversations. Uh, it was so funny. So my, my cousin, Paul, you know, who's, like I said, about six years apart, we're kind of similar in personality, but I didn't realize we were, you know, like that similar and stuff like that. And we just had so many really fascinating and excellent and encouraging conversations. But I think what was amazing to me is, I mean, I've not alluded to too much here on the show just because I, you know, we want to keep it positive, but obviously the last two years has been a struggle for all of us as a primarily an extrovert. It's even been harder on me, you know, and other extroverts out there because of not being able to see each other. It's definitely getting a lot better now, of course. And then, you know, there's always the typical as an entrepreneur and stuff and you just kind of struggle and I'm not going to go into too much and all that, but having them here was the only word that I can come up with was like absolutely healing for me. Mm. And it's, I don't know why that was the word. I don't know how it actually worked that way, but it was just so amazing and, you know, we really got to connect with them on a significantly deeper level than we really ever have. And it was only, you know, a couple of days. And I was just like, oh, man, I wish we had more time and stuff like that. But it really was this incredible, like, re-inspiration, motivation, rejuvenation, you know, that I haven't had in a while that I've needed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's hard. To, it, it's so interesting because I have, I have really great, you know, people in my life. But it's interesting when you have a moment with someone and then all of a sudden you experience something and you're like, how, how did that happen? How, why did that? I don't know. It was amazing. So anyway, I just, it was so much fun. Uh, and like I said, they're, I'm, I'm going to call them the Padawan cousins, you know, the kids cause, uh, cause they're cause, Padawans. Yeah. yeah. They're Padawans. Right. Uh, well, anyway, here's the deal. They're some of the funniest people, by the way. And, and let me just say that, uh, I don't say this about a lot of kids, but these kids were like the best and really they're absolutely <laughs> amazing. So 
<laughs> you know, you know how it is. Like some you won't people, tell them to get off your lawn. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to get off my lawn. No, though. They're awesome. So we had these hilarious conversations throughout the time that they were here. And some of them involved, you know, the gaming and all that. And then at one point I was talking with Paul and we were just kind of like, he said something about needing to shave or whatever. I'm like, no, actually I kind of, I kind of dig, you know, the new look. It was kind of, you know, growing back, not just, you know, the goatee kind of thing. And I said, you know what I, what I really need to do is grow a neck beard. And, um, you know, James is like, oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, and Claire's like, gross, that's the most disgusting thing ever. And I was like, just because she said it was disgusting, I have to do it now. Oh dude, I, I've never I seen to do you it. in all these years. I've never seen you with a beard at all. So having a neck beard, you know, right, right now I have a little bit of one. Yeah, but you've got the beard too. Yeah. But then I have the rest of my beard. Yeah. So, uh, so the challenge is, is to have literally complete shaved clean on the face, but then from the, you know, down here, down the neck, from the chin below, all the way down, you know, to the top of the shirt, essentially looks like, you know, a rodent is attached to your neck type of neck beard. Mm -hmm. I, okay. (laughs) All right. So Sarah's going to hate it. I hope you're serious because that will be really, really funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you can go out and Claire's going to have to do, run all your errands for you. You can't go out on your bike. You can't go to the grocery store. Well, uh, you can't go to the coffee shop anymore. You got to go uh, for the full beard effect on. first. Oh, okay. Okay. So you got to grow that way. You can actually live life and do your thing. So you go for the full beard. And then as soon as you're ready, you just shave clean the face, leave the neck beard. Got to go somewhere fancy, like, you know, Himalayan, Himalayan, you know, or, I don't know, some Starbucks or something and just walk in and just smile, you know, and they'd be looking at you like, uh, I, th- so the, the kids suggested Walmart and I said that probably wouldn't be all that different. different. Yeah. <laughs> it really it would though. Cause but, what I'm, what I'm thinking of is literally like just your neck and yeah. nobody does that. Nobody no, does. it's and disturbing. Even with the, even with a full beard, if you have that in addition to a full beard, you're going to look really silly. So a neck beard, by the way, is a derogatory term for someone, for a gamer who, who just stays in the basement all day and plays games and oh, doesn't really? shave and doesn't shower. Yeah. They call them I neck beards. Did, I didn't know so, that. Um, oh, so yeah, okay. you, if you become new. a neck beard, Brian, uh, I, I, I know it'll be very briefly. Uh, Literally, I really, not figuratively, at least I don't live in the yeah. basement, you know? I hope you do this because it will be very, very funny uh, and it better you than me. Let me just say that. Well, I was going to say, will you join me? Well, I mean, I'm not prone to looking really silly in public. So, but on the, at least on the show and when you come out on the show, to visit, I mean, you know? have I, when have I looked really, really dumb on the show? I don't know. I mean, never probably, but I'm Pretty thinking much. that you could, you could come out and join us. I'm that, not going to take up this, this. Oh, challenge. come on. I, I'm not. No, no. I, I neck beards are seriously disturbing. I know they and, are. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, so uh, what, what Clara had written me, which was hilarious, was a bunch of emojis with like, you know, the, the, the woman doing this, you know, like stop yeah. kind of thing and right. like crying emojis and please don't, please don't. And I'm like, you know, I get it. It's disgusting. That's why I have to do it just once, you know, we'll do one video. Maybe I'll even do like a, a, you know, fear the neck beard kind of just a quick video and zoom in on it, you know, and have like really horror music, like psycho, you know, we, we, we just kind of going in the background of it's like, totally. that's the most terrifying, disgusting thing ever. Oh, and that'll wait. be it. And then I'll shave it and I'll be fine and back to normal. But I, yeah. Oh, and you, you won't be able to wait to shave it. That'll be the funniest part. Oh my gosh. I think it's, I, I think it's going to bother me actually, if I even consider it, 
you know, doing this, but I have to do this. I have to. Well, I, I think it's very doable. You just go out in public with a scarf on and you're, you just be one of those dudes and, you know, yeah. kind of walk around with your, you know, your arms like this and kind of like that, you know, and <laughs> walk around with a scarf on in the middle of the summer and people won't think twice about it. If you're, if you walk the walk, you know, but you know what, what I mean? a lot of those guys, remember the old fashioned style. Once again, going back into the 1800s, you know, you remember those days we, we, we were alive then. So very, you remember, when Fred they were, remembers like, those days. Our, well, that's our true. buddy Fred. Our, he remembers. Yeah, uh, Ed might too. Do you remember though when like <laughs> they would wear these these silk scarves, the men would, and then they would kind of be tied up in a nice, almost like an ascot style, but it was not an ascot tie. Then they wore the nice coats. But instead of oh, doing mean, an actual tie, like the, it was a silk scarf that was done in a very classy way. Kind of like at least one of Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Didn't that one Doctor Who from the 70s and 80s dress Probably. like that? He had that scarf around and, and then the coat. Yeah. See, I'm thinking librarians, you know, when okay. uh, he, he he would do it. So I'm just thinking, though, that that could be a really, really cool look for a little while. And then it's like, you know, you rip the scarf off and everybody just, you know, like runs in terror. I mean, I'm not kidding, man. There would be mass, mass panic if somebody saw this neckbeard. There'd People, be mass pointing and laughing for sure. No, there would be panic, man. Um, I might okay. have to call like the police first and say, I'm going to do this. Can you please do some crowd control just in case, you know, get them yeah. and be like, oh yeah, no problem. We'll take care of that. Yeah. They can, they we don't can, want like, any riots. They can put cones out and stuff. Yeah. 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 See, see the man with the neck beard. Come see, you know, it's a $10. No, stay. It'd be cones to keep people away. No, no, you can, but, the but then you could do like $50 if they want to come take a picture with me. Oh, I guess if you want to monetize yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad. Could monetize okay. it. Yeah, I like that. Clara was saying, hey, Brian, you know, if you grow this neck beard, you're going to look like a nerd, which actually now that you've educated me, Captain, with like the, a dork. well, no, but the whole idea that, that a, a neck beard is a, is a nerd gamer living in the basement, you know, whatever you said it was. And I thought, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Now I know. So I, she said, you're going to look like a big nerd. And I said, well, thank you. I mean, I already am a nerd. And so then I said, well, if I'm a nerd, what does that make you? And there was this pause and she said, well, the bigger nerd, of course. She said, I am the nerd of all nerds. That's what she said. And I said, wow, that's a, that's a mighty statement right there. That is, that's a very, that's a very confident statement too. I mean, it is. Yeah. And, and I, her. I appreciate that because, um, what is it? Nerd and proud. We need to get a shirt that says that yeah, nerd nerd, and proud, you nerdy know? and proud. Yeah. I like that. And so then there was the discussion about, you know, who's the bigger nerd and everything. And then it turned into who's the better gamer. And I was oh, like, then it got interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I was trying to be like, well, first of all, this is actually true. I was, you know, cause I've told you this captain. I'm like, you know, she's great at sea of thieves. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you'd have fun playing with them because you know, they're, they're good and it would be a good challenge and stuff. And so then she said, well, yeah, clearly I'm the better gamer, or something like that. I'm the better gamer. And I'm like, oh, I, apparently we need to have a duel to find this out. So then it's turned into this, um, let's call it a war. We're going to call it a war. It's a full on declared world war three here about who the better gamer is. And she's confident she's going to whoop me basically. So the question is, should we do a one V one challenge here in let's say battlefront two, maybe even sea of thieves as well, but we'll do like a best out of five kind of thing, you know? And so what I'm asking you to do and captain, you can join me in on this one too, but I'm asking you to vote. Who do you think the bigger nerd? I know you don't know Clara, but who do you think the bigger nerd is me or Clara and who's the better gamer? Okay. And then we're going to vote now. Right. Sight unseen. You've got to have the the contest before we vote. No, 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 no. It's, it's a vote to think who do you think is going to win? Who's going to claim the title of the best gamer and the nerd of all nerds Who's going to claim that. And by the way, whoever doesn't win, has to claim the title of like, you know, the worst gamer or, you know, something like the, the nerd wannabe or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out a funny term for that. But 
you have to vote now. Who do you think is going to win? And then it's going to be like cheering the team on, you know, so then we'll record the video. We'll record the duels and then we'll put them out somehow. Okay. So what do you think, Captain? Who are you voting for? Who do you oh, think? Oh, you. The, okay. Man, you're the I, bit, I you're the bigger that. nerd for sure. Uh, she's the better gamer for sure. Oh. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, come, come on. She's training at a young age. You, you're, you know, you just don't have the reflexes. I guarantee she has. So, yeah, that's, that's my vote. I'm insulted. You shouldn't be. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first. So cast your votes. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, definitely cast your votes in the comment section. You can email me trb at realbrianshow.com. You can just whatever, send in a comment. I don't care, but somehow cast your votes. Who is the bigger nerd? Who's going to win that title? And who's the better gamer? Who's going to win that title? And then we're going to, we're going to go for it, man. Here's my theory. I fully believe soon she will call me master. (laughs) I have no doubt. (laughs) Uh, Master nerd. Uh, Okay, dude. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? So what? you know how I did that saber trio review? Yes. I, I have. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. They, uh, they loved it. And I, I was very, very, you know, it's always one of those things where it's like, let me do a review. And then you, you contact company and say, here you go. Here's a review. I hope you guys like it, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. honestly, that was the very first official review that I've ever done separate from what we do here on the show. And, uh, they loved it. And so I mentioned that they were going to send out a heavy grade blade. So in, in my review, I mentioned I had a mid grade. You can do some dueling, but you don't want to go and, you know, smack each other Whack really, really hard, hard and stuff. Right. Yeah. So they sent it. Now I, I did a little um, pre-opening because let me just show you the packaging here. <laughs> this is this is like um, quintuple wrapped. It, it is, it's really impressive. So if you go right there, it is, I, I, I was like, I better open, start opening this. You know, I have not looked at it yet. It was a good idea because it took me about 15 minutes to, to get through all of that. So the actual blade itself though, it's really nothing, you know, all that exciting to see here, but uh, I mean, you've already seen it, but the point is, is that this is a heavy grade blade. I'm not going to go and unwrap all this. Uh, but it's the same blade that I have right now. It's just that this one, you can really go to town at someone. Huh, is it and the same material, just thicker, or is it a different material? It, it's a, well, I think it's the same material, and it's thicker and heavier, apparently. But either I'm getting super buff, or it's not as heavy as I thought it was, because it feels normal. It feels okay, super light to me. Maybe I just, cool. you know, have giant biceps. The other That's thing awesome. that um, I think my biceps are bigger than Lord Thunder's now. The other thing that I wanted to show you was this blade plug. I've not opened it yet. This was the thing they said, we're going to customize a, the brand new blade, blade plug that they came out with. And we're going to put the TRB logo, which is, you know, on the screen here from the real Brian show that I, I call it my superhero logo, the TRB logo. They're going to put it on there. So I have not seen it yet, captain. So let's, uh, let's open this and, and see what it looks like. I'm excited because this what a cool gift, man. I was so, this is, um, 10 times wrapped here, but I really appreciate how much they see. This is another sign of, of protect the right merchandise. They, they clearly have a uh, shipping department that cares. That's, that's good. Yeah. I'm still going. Uh, that's a huge <laughs> deal, by the way. That's yeah. a big deal. This is, this is impressive. Uh, here we, could, oh my anyone, God, anyone listening who wants to get one of these, they at least have the peace of mind knowing that it'll probably arrive unbroken. Yeah. And if it, you know, if it is broken, it's because the uh, postal service decided to, well, have a have try a at your lightsaber. 
I might need a knife. This is this is impressive, man. Um, I got to tell you, and I just cut my nails, of course. No, I got it. I got oh, it. Here man. we go. I, <laughs> okay, here we go. I it it emerges. Okay. Wow. Wow. That is this is so nice. Hold on. There's a. Uh, is there? A, I don't know what that says. It says something. It it, it could be in a Klingon. I'm not sure. I hope it's a Klingon. Oh, my gosh, dude. Okay, here we go. So as you know, the blade plugs, if you've watched these, they light up. Just going to show these. This is to go in in your hilt. So if you don't want the blade in the hilt and you just want to carry around the hilt and all that, you insert these basically where there's just a, you know, it's a hole otherwise. So you put them in there. And it allows the blade, the lightsaber to still work and still use lights and sound and everything like that. And so lights will actually come in around here. There's some lights and all that. But they, on the very end there, that's where they customized it in close. See that TRB oh, nice. right there? Sweet. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. So that is the TRB logo, the superhero logo. Oh my gosh, that looks awesome. That I mean, in person that, it doesn't do it justice on the camera, but that is awesome. Now I can't wait to see it lit up. <laughs> I am going to be doing a quick part two review showing that lit up, showing the actual blade. And then I also did some custom things where I went in and got some additional sound fonts. There's one that oh, nice. sounds yeah, like right. fire and it's like, it, it sounds like you're going and then it's like, and then it just sounds like blade or a fire crackling. And then when you actually do the force effect, it sounds like a flamethrower and the blade actually looks like there's fire coming up. It's really cool. Another oh. one is um, from the duel from Star Wars Visions. The very first episode, which was fantastic, when the samurai Jedi, he like very slowly pulls, you know, the blade out. And it's this very slow, very like mean sounding growl ignite. It was really, really cool. And I was able to customize that and actually customize how slow the ignition is on the blade. Interesting. Wow. I've had That's fun. A, it's neat how much customization you can do with that thing. Yeah. That so thing. there's two, huh. there's two boards. The the one, this one is a crystal focus. So it's a CFX board and it's, it's pretty basic. You can mm-hmm. do some stuff. Then there's what they call the profi board, which is that's where you can program from scratch. And, and I chose not to do that one just because I don't, I don't know about programming, but that would be my next saber. If I did, I would do a profi or something like that. That's fully customizable because I've seen some of the blades these guys can do. And it is, it's amazing. Wow. So I'm excited, but cool. I'm going to showcase that. And there's also a Ghostbusters one, the actual oh, really? proton pack. And I don't know if you can make the blade look like that, but with the profi maybe, but with mine, I don't know, but it'll, it, I just think it might be kind of cool actually to do so. That'd be Therefore, apparently I am the nerd. Um, I try not to be, but the biggest, it just, just kind of comes out, man. The nerd of all nerds. Yeah. Be proud, man. Just hold your, hold your head high and your chest out and with a giant <laughs> N on it. People will think you're from Nebraska, but you guys are, you guys are the big it. nerds, you know, be proud. You got a good, got a good cultural <laughs> heritage. <laughs> Captain, give us an origin, please. Cause this I one comes will. straight from the, the master, the pants of hammer himself, the, the hammer pants himself. Yeah. The he Captain. sent us, he sent me a text last week and said, Hey, I, I've always wondered what, elbow grease where that came from where'd elbow grease come from good question very good question i have no idea now i do um so first of all from wikipedia the definition is that elbow grease or literally elbow oil in french is an idiom for working hard at manual labor it is a figure of speech for humorously indicating nothing else but manual work is required put a little elbow grease into it you know we've all heard that right oh yeah it is sometimes 
also reported in the form of a fool's errand, a prank where an apprentice or recruit is sent on an errand to retrieve elbow grease by their supervisor. Do you remember uh, Red versus Blue, the Halo? I do, uh, and I've only show? seen a couple of the episodes, but I never watched them all. But which one? The they, sent, they, they sent the new guy out to get, to get headlight fluid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the same thing. It's it's just yeah. a play on the old elbow grease joke. Oh, that's so. funny. Like like blinker yeah. fluid, you know? How, how come your yeah. blinker fluid isn't full? Right. Yeah, it happens all the time. So from the, the rest I got from phrases.org.uk. Uh, it has long been said that the best sort of furniture polish is elbow grease. That is, there is no substitute for hard rubbing to create a lustrous shine. The term itself is older than might be imagined and dates back to at least the 17th century, 1600s, when it was used in print by the English metaphysical poet Andrew Marvel, two L's, in rehearsal oh, transposed bad. in 1672. Nice. Uh, and, and in it he writes, two or three brawny fellows in a corner with mere ink and elbow grease do more harm than a hundred systematical divines with their sweaty preaching. Uh, wow, Marvel, that's fascinating writing right there. Right. Marvel was <laughs> suggesting that although religious meetings could be disrupted or broken up by the speaker's opponents, printed material could be circulated unhindered. Um, of course, Marvel was alluding to writing when he used the figurative expression elbow grease. It was also used later in the same century, late in the 1600s, as it is used now just to mean sweat or effort. An example of that usage is found in the 18 or sorry, 1699 uh, it's called uh, a new dictionary of the terms ancient and modern of the canting crew. Okay. That's the name of the book uh, from 1699. And in it, they say elbow grease, a derisor, a derisory term for sweat. Okay. The expressions inclusion in that dictionary, which itemizes the language of the streets suggests that it was a lower class term. So it was kind of like an old school urban dictionary kind of thing. Um, other countries have expressions that are near enough identical. In French, we have huile de bras, which, is, which translates as oil of the arms, or okay. l'huile de coude, which translates as oil of the elbow. And in Danish, we find knofed, and I looked up how to, how to pronounce it. It's very knofed, nice. Which translates as knuckle fat. <sighs> okay. So the Danes have knuckle fat. The French have oil of, uh, oil of the elbow and, and the, the English arm. have elbow grease. So oh, that's cool. There you go, man. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah there Thanks you go. Ed. Thank you. Yes. Any more origins? Keep them coming. We've still got a list. I think that you're, you're working your way through. Oh, yeah. But. There's, there's either, either there's a list or somebody throws one at me. You've thrown a couple at me. I write them down and, and we, and they're yeah. good show fodder. So, yeah, I have to mention Orville, by the way, right behind me is the Orville. If you are watching, you can see the Orville, and then that's the shuttlecraft. Although, Captain, they changed the shuttlecraft in season three, which is actually pretty cool. They they look a lot better. Uh, I was not a huge fan of these, but the new ones are, are pretty amazing. Great start. So I've only watched the first episode. That's all that has been out since uh, the time of, of us right now doing this. I think that the second one is out oh, this so week. They're releasing it in single episodes like most people do these days. Yeah. So, you know, what they did is just as traditional shows, you know, they were doing more episodes, 42 to 48 minutes long, I think on average. And this one is, I think about an hour and 18 minutes. And they're saying oh, that wow. it's less episodes, but longer episodes. And apparently they really turned the budget up significantly this season. Cool. Hulu picked them up. It's no longer a Fox production. And okay. they really did up the, the, you know, the special effects and, and the budget clearly went up. They redid, well, they, I mean, they basically did a refit of the Orville, which corresponds with the story and stuff like that too. Good. It's beautiful. 
this is something I've always wanted to see, you know, back in the day when they did Star Trek The Next Generation. They talked about this, that you would see if you were looking through a window or something into the next room, it would be kind of blurred out. You know, there might not be anything else or the windows would be clouded because right. of budget reasons and technology and stuff like that. In this, it's cool. You're in the medical office and you see, you know, the window of the medical office goes into the sick bay. And then there's the window outside that shows what's actually going on in space. Okay. And in that moment, they're in a, like a space dock and they're corresponding with basically getting repairs and you see things kind of flying in and doing repairs and stuff like that. I mean, so big production, they really did some nice job and it looks real. They, they've, they pulled kind of a, you know, this is for the, the Star Trek nerds. They pulled very much a Star Trek motion picture, Star Trek two sort of the ship's done. Let's kind of pan around. Let's do some music. Let's leave space dock very, very slowly. Let's extend that right. scene out. Show it off. Yeah. And it was fascinating to me because I'm like, no one does that anymore. And so, and we've said this before, the Seth MacFarlane is a huge Star Trek fan and he right. intended Orville to be very Star Trek, the next generation like, and it is, I mean, it's, it, they, they've really done a good job. It's so to me, the first episode, it's very emotional. Um, it's touching at times. There's a lot of more development, you know, in what's going on. Some new characters, uh, a little bit more action. Uh, at it's still times. funny, right? And then somewhat, it's it's got its humor moments, but I I would say that they the humor has dropped down to what I consider to be a natural level. The first couple to few episodes of Orville season one, I felt like they were trying too hard to be funny, and then as the show's gone on, it's just become well, that was completely natural and it was hilarious. You know, you laugh at the moment and stuff like that. So I think yeah. they did a really, really nice job of kind of combining it all. It did feel a little slower because it was an hour and 18 minutes, but it was, it was totally worth it. So it's, it's just nice to have it back. And it's been a few years already since season two came out. Oh no, let's talk strange new worlds. Cause we're talking. Talk yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. T tell me your thoughts. Oh, oh, that's my thought. <laughs> that's my thought about strange new same, worlds. The oh. same. Yeah. It's, it's like that. So oh, good. Yes. It's it's incredibly good. Uh, see, yeah. Episode four. There's five episodes. Uh, there's I think six episode comes out today. Uh, it came out today, but, but there's five episodes so far. One through three were great. Four blew me out of the water. It was really really good. Just like the the level of danger that they were in against this insidious new enemy, and 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 it was. Just, I mean, it just like you, you you can't by the end of the episode you just can't believe what happened. Yeah. Uh, but. And then episode five was a was a come down from that, as in it was like a uh, let's let's let everyone relax a little bit. And it was a really you know how Star Trek does their little like in between episodes where they're kind yeah. of, there's a lot of there's a lot of character development, yeah, and it's a little more lighthearted. Yeah, see, episode five was like that. Nice, uh, but it was but it was done really well. I mean, it was it was it was a lot of character development, but it wasn't like oh, this is one of those episodes. It wasn't just, a filler annoying one. It was just it like oh, let's just like take a break and take a breath. You knew it was a filler, but it didn't feel like it because it was really important character development that went on. Yeah. So, and and the acting was just bar none. The I mean, the characters again, we we like all the characters, both of us yeah. do. Yeah, that's uh, true. Whereas in Discovery, it's kind of hit or miss, you know. Yep. Um, Picard. I mean, let's just say to sum it up for me, Stranger New Worlds blows Picard out of the water. It blows yeah. Discovery, most of Discovery, out of the water. It's the best Trek I've seen for years and years and years and years. It's it's yeah. just. It's like it's almost like they took the original series and or the concept of the original series and just upgraded it to the 21st century level of show. Yeah. You know, so, I I agree. I find Strange New Worlds to be 
to me, bold claim here, the best Star Trek I've seen since Enterprise came out. Really? Yeah, and, me too. Easily. And I yeah. liked I liked the the JJ Abrams first reboot Star Trek movie. I liked it. It was all right, yeah. Yeah, but this is better. This is more Trek-like. This is more, you know, classic to the actual original timeline and the original. Like to me, I feel like I'm watching a Gene Roddenberry production. Yes. For the most part. Maybe not entirely, yes. but for the most part, I feel like Gene Roddenberry is there directing it versus like it, some of the stuff we've seen recently. So far it's back in the in the in the spirit of what Roddenberry did with Star Trek, you know, where so they're just, far, yeah. They're showing instead of they're not they're yeah. not rubbing your face in any agendas yet. No. They haven't done it yet. Now this is a CBS production and Discovery is a CBS production and Discovery is doing things wrong in our opinion in some ways. So far Strange New Worlds is not doing it that way. They're just, it's just pure Trek and it's wonderful. So I strongly, I think yeah. the hate you're seeing out there, Brian, is just because hate sells and yeah. that's what we, that's what, that's just the paradigm. That's the throw yeah. hate at people, throw negativity at people because they gobble it up. Yep. Um, there's really, I don't see any real valid reason to hate this show. Uh, I no, think people I who agree. hate it are just trying to find things to hate. So. Well, it's it, it's what I, I've talked about this on the show before, but as a, a refresher, the there's a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? And it's yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah, you've seen it. It's, it's a fascinating thing about how, you know, testing water, just in case you guys missed this, you know, testing water in different rooms and one room is everything's positive. You know, the writing, the music, you know, they go in and they say nice things and it's a jar of water, you know, essentially. And they're just saying that. And then in the next room, everything's angry and negative and, and you know, hateful and all that. And they're looking at does positivity versus negativity affect water? Hmm. And yeah. they found that it did. It changed the the structure of the actual water at a chemical level. And I they were able to it. find that. And I still you, have a hard probably, time believing it. <laughs> I know. And, and it's well, because then their whole point was, is that because there's water in our bodies and, you know, we've got all these fluids in our bodies and everything like right. that. What they were trying to demonstrate was, is that the power of negativity on your body actually does change you and the power of positivity on your body actually does change you. So what they were finding is, is that people get addicted to negativity and they get addicted to gossip and that kind of thing too. So, you know, like, Oh, I'm having a hard day. Oh, I'm kind of down. I don't really feel anything. I know I'm going to be hate. I'm going to hate somebody and get angry. And then they, they feel excited. They feel something again. That's why yeah. people do it. And it's not, it's an addiction. It's an actual yeah, chemical sense. change in their body. And so, that's why, I mean, after I heard that, I was like, I can't let that, you know, when you're having a down day, it's like, I'm trying to constantly change that attitude to say, I need to be more positive because it will change who I am. So anyway, you're right. Oh, if you're looking, way, if you're looking for hate with Star Trek, you will find it. If you want, I, uh, yeah, you'll uh, find with, it with, with strange new worlds. I just have a hard time coming up with it. Uh, by yeah. the way, it, it literally is called what the bleep do we know? We're not, yeah. we're not bleeping no, no, that's, ourselves that's, out. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> that's the, title. the name of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, my, it's my thought, film. yeah, exactly. My thought on, on strange new worlds, hundred percent agree. It's, it's just, it's so fun. And, and like I said, it, to me, it's the best since enterprise. I, I love the character development in strange new worlds. I've watched four episodes and I feel significantly closer to the characters. I know the characters than I ever did with discovery. And so to me, I know you liked season two captain uh, of discovery, yeah. but season to me discovery, so far, yeah. strange new worlds blows discovery out of the water. And to me, it beats Picard too. I loved Picard in some ways. And in other ways I felt there was a lot of, eh. but to <laughs> me, this is significantly better than both of those series put together. 
And right. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why this is so much better and so different, but I, I'm, I'm a impressed. little nervous actually. Yeah. Because know, the, the, like, because with CBS studios, they're, they're kind of going in that direction. We don't like with, you know, socially yeah. and you know, and, oh. and, and this, this is, this is showing, this is like old Trek being inclusive, but without saying, without pointing it out to anybody without rubbing your face in it. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny cause that, that's, I was reading some of that and I was reading some comments about what people were thinking and I don't remember. Oh, it was one of the movie groups and somebody was talking about railing on about how discovery was super duper uh, shoving agendas down people's throats. Mm-hmm. And an interesting comment that I read was, well, that's no different from the original Gene Roddenberry star Trek. And, and then the comments were, well, hold on. Cause they said they've been, you know, Gene Roddenberry has been quote doing agendas technically since the very beginning. Like this is but, what we think the world should be or, Hey, look, here's a, here's the first black woman in a main role, you know, right. that had never been done. So that technically was an agenda according to this person, you know? Um, but then the comment said, well, no, you're right, but they just did it and right. showed it. And here's, here's like the, it's kind of like follow our example. Here's the way to be. Here's how you love yes. and respect all sort of thing. Just pre- show, see our example and and just accept it for what it is. That, that this is how the future is in this world. Exactly. And uh, then someone else said, "Yeah." And the whole point was is that with discovery, they feel like it's being like here we're showing you, and now we need to tell you that this is what we're doing, and we need to tell you that you need to believe this and follow this and do this, or else you're an idiot. And it's kind of that a little you know, bit. It feels a little more, more like of it, a little more of that. that. Yeah, yeah it's, not it's quite not that blatant, that but no. it's but it's it feels more like that. Yeah. But I loved that discussion. Just I, I didn't participate, but I was just reading it. And I mm-hmm. loved that because it did kind of distinguish the fact that, yeah, Gene Roddenberry has done things ever since the beginning, but the difference has been in the approach and the presentation right. of it. And I feel yeah. like the way they've done Strange New World so far has been I, I mean, I couldn't imagine it any better in that he stance. Would, so I, I appreciate I, that. I feel like Roddenberry would love strange what they're doing with this show. And yeah, I'm just so scared to death that they're going to, they're going to go discovery on us. I'm just worried. It's hope, going so well. Not. I'm just, just worried about it, you know, cause, cause it's CBS. So we'll yeah. see what they do. We'll see. I I'm with you on this one. Crossing my fingers. Yeah. Um, all I'm going to say about stranger things, I'm almost done and it's just been such a great season. And we're talking about doing kind of a final review to get spoilery after you know because i know uh, lord thunder said episode seven wow we have to talk and we yeah. have you finished yeah okay cool then yeah. i'll be done soon and then we'll get in and do a review on that one specifically all right um a movie so this was funny this this came out on netflix and i got a little notification about this movie called metal lords no idea what this was but i saw you know like a person in a marching a marching band kind of hat and everything so i thought oh, let's see what this is well it's it's interesting it's kind of in the inspiration of school of rock a little bit this involves high schoolers you know it's a battle of the bands kind of thing you know musicians coming of age getting better and then you know all that good stuff dueling each other learning the important lessons of life and all that good stuff and so it's so interesting because watching this movie and by the way the movie itself is it's okay it's not like an amazing movie um it's not a family friendly movie like school of rock, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely more adult centered and that kind of thing. But, um, the music in it was incredible. The, the kid that plays the drums in the movie, the actor was trained by Alice Cooper's drummer. And you can tell, I mean, 
as the movie's going on, I mean, when he starts playing at the end, in fact, it's really cool. And I can't remember what the song was, but they do a pop song and he's playing this metal, like metal style on drums to this pop song. So he's got this double bass drum going, you know, and it's just like really fast, you know, kind of thing. And I'm listening to this pop song. And I'm going, boy, that makes it a lot better. <laughs> this is so cool. And it was so funny because as I'm, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like getting more and more excited. And so talking with the mad scientist, you know, I, I clearly the mad scientist has been on the show now a couple times for some of the reviews. He's going to come back on a Friday here soon. We've been hanging yeah. out. He's a drummer and you know, he and I, man, I've always said he's one of the best drummers I've ever played with. And I've always loved playing with him, but you know, we're in different States now, but talking about music with him, seeing metal Lords going back and even rewatching school of rock because of this, like I was inspired. And then even my cousins who are musicians as well. And so we were talking about music and stuff like that. The inspiration Oh my gosh, like I I think it's been around nine years that I stopped playing the piano consistently. Um, I, I mean, I still play on and off, right. but you know, nine years I wasn't doing as much. And then uh, honestly, like for the last three years, I don't think I've even touched the piano, which is wow. kind of weird for me. And yeah. part of that had to do with the fact that, you know, when I grew up doing music, it was fun. You know, um, I was trained classically, didn't enjoy that. But I mean, you know, at the time I didn't enjoy it. Now I really appreciate it. And of course, as I got into college, I enjoyed it. But I got to a point where it was like, I need to, I need to do music for myself. And so I started composing music and then doing arrangements and stuff and, you know, doing a lot of pop music and soundtracks and stuff. And then we would do rock music with our band. And so we just had a really, really good time. And then a bunch of junk happened and music became associated with very painful, horrific, you know, traumatic situations. Right. That makes and sense. And then, yeah, which isn't good. And then also I was doing it professionally. And so I was playing music other people wanted me to play and music that I didn't like and would never really want. And so the motivation to play really fell off pretty significantly. And it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, look, I know I'm a good pianist. I, I'm confident enough in my musicianship to say that I can hold my own with the, with the best. Right. Wow. Not, I haven't played much lately, so maybe not, but I was just like, dang, you know, I, I need to play again. I want to play again, but I don't want to force it because it's a need. I want to, I want to do it because it's a desire again. And I've said this before that I'm like, I'm desiring more and more to play, but I just haven't had that. It's like, I'm not over the, the hump kind of thing. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And so I can relate between these, these three things, talking with the mad scientist, seeing metal Lords and school of rock again, and then talking with my cousins about music and stuff. It's like, I really want to play again, like really, really badly. And, and what I don't want to do is go do something everyone else wants me to do. I want to, I want to find a way to compose again. Uh, the technology's changed. My keyboards are ancient. You know, I need to get some kind of a new MIDI, MIDI controller and a program or something that can do it, but I really want to do it. And I want to experiment. Like I would love to do some Elenium style music, like just go, oh, I'm just going to mess with this and see what I can come up with. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to copy them, but just kind of get inspired by that. So, Man, I got to tell you, it was, it was awesome. And then I was watching this video of uh, David Guetta who did Titanium and he was doing a step-by-step -step tutorial on how he was remixing it. And he was showing, okay, I'm going to do this now. And here's, you know, Shia, you know, her Sia, Sia, Shia, her voice, you know, she has a great voice. And he's yeah. like, he's taking her vocal track and he's like, I'm going to add a little this to that. I'm going to give this effect. And I'm, he's telling you what you're doing. And I was just like, this is really cool, actually. That's I've never neat. done yeah, this. So. It's really neat when people can do stuff with it. I mean, when you become adept at using that software, and there's various yeah. ones out there for for creating and modifying music, it's pretty cool what people can do with that. I, yeah. I do know one thing because uh, that you uh, with with auto tune now, you don't oh, need yeah. to sing 
well at all to put vocals on a track now. <laughs> I know it's kind of sad. Autotune will just take your voice and just make it sound autotuny. Yeah. Uh, even if you sing really sharp or flat or way off key, whatever. It's literally just uh, like you, you drag a note and it, it fixes the pitch. It's kind of weird. Yeah. 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 I've, I know way too many, I, I've experienced them at concerts, way too many studio made bands and musicians. Cause when they get on stage, you're just like, Ooh, that's painful. And I, I trained as a performance based musician. So mm-hmm. if you mess up, everyone hears it. And so I had to learn how to not mess up. I'm not good at studio stuff because it's so much more technical. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to just say, let me just play, let me just perform. And then I can go in and like fix something if I need to, but I don't want to mess up. And if it's bad, I'm going to go back and re-record it. But I don't know, dude, I'm excited. So metal Lords, all I'm going to say to you is you may not have been the best movie in the world, but the music was amazing. And, um, you inspired me to play again. So thank you. Great. Little, little PSA announcement. What, was there, was there metal in metal Lords, please? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, they were trying to start. So the, the premise is they're trying to start a metal band. It's two friends okay. from like elementary school that are in high school you, and they're trying to do battle of the bands. Pop, you kept mentioning pop music and stuff. I'm like, the that's other band that they were battling against was more of a pop kind of, you oh. know, popular music kind of band. And, um, it, it was just fun. Cause it, it's pretty funny, but like I said, it's, and the girl, dude, oh my gosh, the girl in it, she is Scottish in real life and she plays a Scottish girl. And so her accent's very thick and it was just fun to listen to her. She played cello and was classically, and he was like, here's some metal music, you know, come play. And she's like, well, I don't play bass, you know? And just like in School of Rock, the bassist played cello, except she picked up the bass and learned it. Okay. Well, in this movie, she just played cello with heavy metal electric guitar and metal drumming. And I was just like... <laughs> Oh, and it worked. Oh my hey, gosh. It, works. it was so cool. I love the creativity. So speaking of music, I've got a couple of uh, songs here I want to share. Uh, and by the way, this is a huge shout out to, again, Paul, my cousin, who said, have you ever heard of Zoe Johnston? And I'd never heard of her, but of course, um, she does a lot with Above and Beyond. And I do love Above oh. and Beyond. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I'm going to play this Zoe Johnston stuff for you. I think you'll like it. Uh, okay. there, she, so many good songs, so many good songs that he suggested, but one that I was just blown away by, it's called Treasure. And Paul was saying, you know, lyrically, it's a great song and everything too. And it is, but, um, my gosh, it's like this, this soothing, ethereal kind of mesmerizingly beautiful sound in the background. And it's just, I don't even know how to say it, but it's like the music just permeates everywhere. It's beautiful. So thank you, Paul. That was amazing. Um, I have to throw this one for the stranger things, watchers and fans right now, uh, is, is the, this, this song is to keep Vecna away, by the way, Kate Bush running up the hill from 1985 (laughs) And Captain, I, and I, I mentioned this to you and Lord Thunder. I was like, I cannot believe that I had literally never heard this song before. I don't know how I missed it. I've I've heard it a lot before. I, I I've heard it a lot in the last few years uh, okay. on my on my eighty Spotify mixes. Yeah. Um. But so I, I when they started playing it, I was like, Hey, I know that song. But um, I think they kind of overdid it in this season. That's that's really my only real complaint about the latest season of Stranger Things is that mm-hmm. they overplayed that one song. It's a great well, song. I love it. I love Kate Bush, but but yeah. they did play it a lot. And and just to clarify, so like uh, it, it was a beautiful, 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 one of the best moments in the season when that song was played initially. And uh, I mean, like I want to go back and rewatch it. I, I literally like almost had tears. I was just so blown away by how well that scene was done. I, and I don't I don't I don't cry, man. I'm, it reminds it reminded yeah. me of the scene in um, Donnie Darko where they played Tears for Fears. It, it was a lot like that scene. It was just a very well choreographed scene to music. So yeah, 
All I'm going to say is that Kate Bush song, I've been enjoying it and uh, I've been listening to it and I can't get it out of my head. So thanks, Duffer Brothers. (laughs) Now now I have it in my head again. Thank you. (laughs) We'll figure it out. All right. My last one here. I love Sigrid. I'm a huge fan of Sigrid. Feels like everything she puts out, I like. She did a nice little duo here with Bring Me the Horizon, also very good, and it's called Bad Life. Oh my gosh. I'm listening to this song and I'm like, I'm being like lifted up right now. I'm being positively, you know, we're talking about positive, you know? We we, want to, yeah. I'm going to share some of these lyrics because I feel like it's a very hopeful, positive song that's needed right now in the world. And so it's cool. They talk about when the world is on your shoulders and the weight of your own heart is too much to bear. I'm not going to sing this guys. I'm sorry. No, I know that you're afraid things will always be this way. It's just a bad day, not a bad life. I love that. And then they go on to say, I know it feels so hopeless. I know how close you are to the edge right now. So I wrote this song to say things won't always be this way. It's just a bad day, not a bad life. I love it. As I'm listening to this song over and over and I shared it with Sarah and she's like, I love this song. And I'm like, This is such a good reminder. Circumstances happen. Bad days happen, but it's not a bad life. Even in the best of lives. And a lot of people, when they're having a really bad day or even a bad week, uh, you know, it's easy to think that, you know, my life, my life is awful and, and, you know, things are just bad all over and stuff, but that's, it's a good, it's always good to be reminded that it's not, that's not the case typically for most of us. It's just a bad day or a bad week. You know, I alluded to this earlier that things have been tough, you know, and I've definitely been struggling a lot and I've had some, some pretty discouraging time, you know, in, in the last, you know, recent months, let's call it that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes you just need people to kind of lift you up and whether or not they're doing it intentionally or not, it doesn't matter. But that level of encouragement is amazing. And that's what I was trying to say in the beginning too, with, with, when my cousins were here, they didn't do anything specific. They were just them. They were being themselves. And that alone lifted me up in a way that I don't feel like I've been lifted up in, in so long. I can't remember. And and it was partly who they are. It was partly their joy and their positivity and their attitude on life. It was partly just beautiful, deep conversations. And it was partly the wonderful, just fun, ridiculous don't, you know, just have fun, play games, laugh for dumb reasons, you know, kind of, of moments, you know, in these conversations. And there's just something needed in that, in that. So I, I really, man, I, if, if, if you're struggling right now in some way or another, having a bad day right now, just please, please continue to watch the show. Listen to the show. Let's, I hope we're an encouragement to you. We are trying to do it in a way that's like, let's be serious. Let's acknowledge, let's talk, let's, lift you up. I hope that by the time you're done with the episode, you are better. You have a better day. You feel better after the episode, but then we're also doing a nice mix of, okay, let's have fun. Let's talk about Star Trek and lightsabers and you know, who's the biggest nerd or who's the nerd of all nerds. We got to, we got to have that balance, you know? And so, um, what do they call that? Like empathy and levity. Oh, that was a little nice word. So I feel like talking like this the rest of the episode. Yeah. Captain, that's a happy little tree over there. And if you make a mistake, you can always, you know, Deep do a- thoughts with Captain Influence. Kids used to make fun of me when I smeared grease on my elbows, but after getting a few bruised ribs and grease stains on their shirts, they finally left me alone. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, do you think anyone yeah. took me seriously at all today? 
It's uh, 15 minutes after the hour here on TRBNPR. <laughs> I, I never take you seriously, Captain, but um, okay, all I'm telling you is you need to vote to see who the nerd of all nerds is. Who's winning the title? Who's the better gamer? Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Real Brian Show, signing off. Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.